0: Yo. John Fitch here. John Fitch knows nothing. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Sunday Night Extravaganza. We are going to talk about the UFC. It was uh the only show I'm aware of this weekend. I didn't look that hard, but I, there was some boxing. Jake Paul did box. Some other guy I didn't hear, never heard of before, but an actual boxer maybe and uh, first round knockout, jab, uppercut. I've been working that with one of my stand-up students. If you guys are in the San Jose area, I uh, offer 30-minute stand-up sessions. All right? I'm uh, not bad on the pads, I'm getting better. One, six, five, three, two. It's pretty good. <laughs> getting the numbers down. It's got it keeps your brain sharp. Holden mitts. It does, because um, you got to remember the numbers and the sequences. It's it's a math problem. It's a math quiz, like every damn time. I'm I'm doing like arithmetics, especially the longer the combinations are. That's why I really don't like going past three. <laughs> I don't really want to to have you throw more than three combos, because whew, the mental capacity i'm still building I'm, I'm gonna get it though it's all right we're doing we're doing we're doing five six punch combinations we're getting there we're getting there um <clears throat> but ufc 296 was not bad it was not bad guys there were some notable fights there was some excitement there was some moments of glory And then there was a big fat turd of a main event, a big fat juicy smelly turd of a main event, and everyone attached to it was a big fat smelly turd, also. And we'll get into that, but you have to wait. Um, If you guys want me to uh, show your posts, shoot me a super chat, all right? Uh, And I've got a couple of messages from other people. We'll see if they follow through. But um, Coach Gloy is here, and he is the first inaugural student of the online Fitch Smash program. We're in the beta stages. He's helped me develop by being a student, and I'm opening that up to other people too. So um, you want to learn my system along with me helping with uh, other aspects of your competition stuff. Like Gloy has sent me his his um, one of his, his first amateur fight. I broke that down. Gave him some things. I filmed some stuff with my students for him to work on. We can do that for you too. Whether it's uh, wrestling, judo, MMA, I got you covered. But let's get into the fights because there are quite a few notable things. I'm wearing my violent hippie attire. All right, I'm a violent hippie. Let's go. I'm going to beat the crap out of you and smoke a joint with you. Or smoke the joint first and then beat the joke Either way. And have a beer. It's good. It's all fun. Life's meant to be enjoyed, fellas. Let's look at it. Um, The main, uh, not main. What am I talking about? The early prelims. Early prelims. I do not know. The first fight of the night. I guess I was lucky and I caught the very first fight. I, I, I didn't miss any. I thought maybe I missed some. But this was the first fight. Heavyweights. I don't know why these guys were on the first fight, early prelims. I don't know. Martin Boudet and Shamil Gezev. And Gezev is uh, a gremlin. He looks like a gremlin. I'm going to put him on the screen so you guys can understand. This guy is terrifying. Him. That's a heavyweight. That's a heavyweight guy. That's what's looking at you saying, hello. Hello. I must kill you. He's a gremlin. He he uh yeah, like an ogre in a movie. He's coming at you with a big club. That's a heavyweight. This guy. He's not this is peak male performance, people. This is peak male performance. Get used to it. Okay. I don't know why this was on the undercard. Because his opponent um, wasn't a, a nobody. Oh, I gotta go back. Right? Martin Boudet. Martin Boudet, he's a bit he was he was a competent heavyweight for that fight. He's got a He's got uh wins over um Josh Parisian. He's got a win over Jake Collier Callier, Jake Callier. Um he moves well, he hits hard. He's not a bad heavyweight. He was um 13 and one. 13 and one going into that fight. Shamil Gazev was 11-0. Why are these guys on the very first fight, are, are, you know, who they piss off? Who's, whose girlfriend did they sleep with that they got buried? These are heavyweights. Accomplished pretty good heavyweights. We need some blood, some real blood, new blood in that division. Stir things up. Let's go. And they put them on the very bottom, the toilet bowl prelims. Come on. What's, why? 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 That I mean, uh, O'Neill Lipsky. That's a bigger draw. Why are they not at the bottom of the pre- preliminary card? At least I understand not the main card. I get it. That's yeah, fine. But the prelim card, come on, O'Neill Lipsky. Did they draw the eyeballs? Why? Even you know. We'll get into the Aldana. Rosa, uh, fight, but like, I, I mean, I don't know. I would, I like that. I like the heavyweight fight better. I would have preferred the heavyweight fight. I think that would have been a better call for that higher up, but anyways, uh, what, what, a, what, a, what a fun, uh, possible, what po- fun possibilities from Shamil Gaziev. you know, uh, he has grappling, he can wrestle, he can take you down, put you on the ground, beat you up there. But he also will stand, and he's got some big, powerful strikes. He throws to do damage. It reminds me, it's a Fedor-esque, Fedor-esque. Not the same, but he is a vicious goblin, and just, he's throwing, and I got to respect it. The guy is uh, biting down on the mouthpiece, and uh, we showed that picture of him earlier. terrifying. Terrifying. In uh, uh, Boudet, 100% competent, solid heavyweight, but he was made to like. He I don't know if he got hurt early or what, but he seemed like he was kind of regressing and moving away. And he did not like getting hit. When when Geziev touched him, uh, there was just Boudet did not seem like he did not he didn't like it. He didn't like it at all. Um, but excellent, excellent debut for Gaziev, and i'm excited to see what's next for him because yeah we need exciting heavyweights i would love to live in a world where someone like shamil is just like dominates john jones <laughs> and just because the casuals the newbies the pro wrestling mma fans they just i don't think they could handle it i don't think it could handle Something like that. That the psychological damage that it would do would be just in uh order of magnitude and enjoyment for me. Next next fight on the early prelim card. Also very rewarding. Featherweights. Uh, and I'm not huge on the smaller guys, but uh Andrew Feely, Touchy Feely. I love This guy's great. Touchy Feely and the nickname chef's kiss. Touchy Feely. Before I knew what his nickname was, I saw that. I saw his name. I was like, ah, Touchy Feely. Before I even heard announcer or anybody acknowledge the fact that that was his nickname, I knew that was his nickname. (laughs) So it makes uh, perfect sense. I love that he went with it. He went with the obvious. Andre Touchy Feely has dynamite in his hands. A little guy that has explosive power. Uh, and he he can scramble, he can wrestle, he's got the jiu-jitsu, he mixes it up. Um, fun fighter to watch all around. 23 and O, he was fighting omedia was 14 and uh two at the time. What is Feelys? What's Feely's history been? He's been fighting for quite a while. 2013, he's got matches in the UFC. He beat Jeremy Larson. That's so long, man. It's ten years. Touchy-feely's been in UFC for ten years. I'm so old, guys. Can you hear my bones creaking right now? Wow. He has win over Arantes. Lost to Max Holloway. Lost to Max Holloway by submission in 2014. Almost ten years ago beat uh, gabriel benitez lost to go go to Fredo pepe go to Fredo. where did he go <clears throat> 2016 beat harcon diaz lost to yar rodriguez so he's up he's up and down a little bit he beat lobov he lost to qatar lost to johnson beat Bermudez, beat Moreas, beat Miles Jury, lost to Mitchell, beat Jordain, lost to Yusuf. Man, he's just up and down, man, up and down. Tough fighter. I don't know. It's not a skill thing, man. Do you think it's a strategy, you know? Because he's been in there with top guys, he's won, he's lost. What do you guys think is the is the um unifying factor in him not being consistently in the win count? I mean he is consistent, I mean, but like why is he losing the fights that he lost? Because he's had a solid career, fought a lot of animals and performed well but he he loses sometimes what do you guys think the, the the factor is hmm any ideas what that what that factor might be that's separating him from higher level is it luck is it some biological thing about testosterone levels, or uh, I don't know? Is it a is it a pro- is it an approach to game planning? Is it his game planning, maybe Strat- strategically strategic failures going on? I don't know. Pretty boy, glory, sending a donation. Right, He's going through the Amos program right now. Proud Fitch Smash student, Amos. Achieving and maintaining an operational standard. Get up. Get up to your feet. That's what it's all about. That's the first level. That's the first level, guys. If you can always get up to your feet, then you are a bad, mad dude. Uh... Tagir, Tagir Ulan Bakov. he is a guy who has trained at the uh, AKA, he is with Habib, and uh, he had Islam Makachev in his corner, he's long, he's got a good stand-up, he can wrestle like the rest of them, uh, he's good on those chokes, if you are not paying attention and you leave your head out, he's going to take your neck. And uh, he put in a great performance here with uh, Cody Durden. Take years a stud, dude. He, man, he he could be somebody who challenges for a title. Is this his first? This is his first UFC? Where was he fighting before? Did he fight in Bellator before? Maybe is that what happened? And he just got picked up. We're gonna do it. We're gonna do it live, guys. I learned this from Jason Vermes doing it live record. Tapology. Is that the go to? Is that the go to? He has, uh, what's the record? Where is it at? What's it say? 15-2-0 oh, UFC. Got, it says he has four wins. Okay, so I don't know. This, was, this thing was backwards. Why is this thing so backwards? Oh, there it goes. You have to open it. Lost to Tim Elliott. Decision to Tim Elliott, really. Huh. Tim Elliott is an enigma though. He isn't he. Tim Elliott is quite the enigma. So you know, Tagir, I understand. That's a tough, it's a tough one. Close fight. Tim Elliott. He's a wizard. He's a wizard. I like I like Tim Elliott a lot. He is. He figures things out, man. Um comes to things at different angles. Strategy. He's got different strategies to attack different things. It throws guys off because he's not as regular. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Um, But Tagir, he gets a submission over Cody Durden. I think that's Tyler Durden's lost <laughs> brother. I'm Cody, bro. All right. uh, And then we get to the Preliminary card. The prelims. Uh, O'Neill with the submission over Lipski. Uh, Cody Jarbrant is back. Brian Keller. Jarbrandt looked great. He really did. His movement looked great. He looked snappy. His defense looks good. He looked like he had his confidence with him. He looked mentally in it. And he did a great job. He landed some right hands hard and fast and did damage. That was a great performance by Cordy Jarbrandt. Really great. But I got to say, I got to say it. Cody, shave your head. Let it go. It's okay. It's okay. Shave your head. Just holding on. It's it's going. We can see the scalp through the puff. Shave it. You're going to look way more intimidating. You're going to look like a killer, an assassin. Just sh- sh- bald. Do it, bro. I'm telling you. Do it. Do it. Do yourself a favor. You're going to look amazing. You're going to look scary. And uh, it'll be great if your head ever gets cut and you just bleed while you're beating people up. It's a win-win. It's a win-win. All right? But the... You can you can see through there's not that many hairs you got a lot of a lot of spray body you're filling it up and I think you're gonna be very uh better off just just go ball dude I'm telling you I'm telling you <coughs> can't blame you can't blame you Grant barker Grant Baker says uh should dog fan myself you dog. Often when I look things up. That's a nice, polite way of saying things. Pretty boy, Glory says, Tim Elliott is a neat flyweight phantom weight. <laughs> He's neat. I'll say that for sure. He's neat. Uh, like, effective unorthodox style. That's the thing about fighting that I love is like there's so many ways to approach techniques. You don't have to be in this, you know, cookie cutter. I think a lot of people are this cookie cutter. Cookie cutter. Instagram model. Framework. <laughs> uh, mulatto Vanguard says, Leon Edwards got male pattern baldness also. I'm bald myself. Look at Josh Emmett. It's normal for man to be bald. Just roll with it, man. I think, I think embracing it looks better than holding on. But then again, I like to... Uh, I like to bother people. So I would, I may, I may, if I was going bald, I might just grow it out and pretend it wasn't there just to mess with people. <laughs> so touche if that's what your angle is. You got me. You got me. Because then you're in people's heads. They're thinking about you. You're just doing your, you're just doing your life. Yep. Oh, James says early shaved head Fitch style until 2013, I think. Yeah, I used to shave it a lot. It was just easier. It was easier to maintain with grappling and fighting. And it was cheaper too. I'd have to spend 20 bucks on a haircut every two, three weeks. I just went, shaved it, grew it out till it was a puff, and then shaved it again. I was like, six week cycle. It's good. <laughs> it's, it's good. I bought a pair of clippers for thirty bucks. Those clippers lasted for years. I paid thirty bucks for years of haircuts. Um, and and chicks dog it. I never had a problem with chicks thinking that my hair looked nice. <laughs> I did not catch the karate combat. How was the karate combat with uh, pettison Henderson? Was it good? Was it fun? Entertaining. Gloy <laughs> saying, uh, I'm balding too, and they still call me pretty boy. It's all about attitude, my man. Let's get back to the fights. Let's get back to the fights. All right. So, yeah. Go to Jarbrandt. look great. Good You're looking good excited about his next fight he hasn't looked great in a little bit hopefully whatever mental stuff because so that's that's such a big part of fighting guys you don't understand people don't understand like your life around you your mental um, state at the time of the fight at the time of training and that preparation it can sway a lot of things and if you got disruptions at home. So sometimes guys have that ability to, to they get that stuff settled, and they come out and they fight like like he did. I don't, I'm not saying that it was going on, but you never know. You never know. Uh, the next fight, Aldana and Rosa. Aldana has uh, been heavy fisting a lot of girls lately, and she is a solid uh, female fighter. With her stand up she's long so i know that that has to be an issue for a lot of her opponents that length is difficult the timing comes off weird you you get punched from kind of different angles uh and she does a really good job of staying tight in the pocket and landing she does a good job of using her reach carol rosa well, uh, was was super tough throughout the fight but i don't understand why she shied away from the lake kicks She landed, like, once three leg kicks, like, in a row. And I was thinking to myself, yeah, just do that. Just do that. Don't even worry about anything else. If you're landing three leg kicks in a row and they don't check them and their legs turn purple, just throw the leg kicks. But she got away from it and started boxing again. And this fight looked like uh, old-school boxer versus kickboxer. Boxer versus Muay Thai or something like that. And these ladies beat the crap out of each other. (laughs) Turned their faces into hamburger. But I feel Rosa dropped the ball. She dropped the ball. This is a tough fight. They were both tough. And Aldana was taking it to Rosa with the boxing. But if Rosa would have stayed on the leg kick and just shoved it down her throat. Shoved it down her throat. Like Cosby on date night. <laughs> she would have she would have won, I think. I think it was a winnable fight, but she lost the fight because she got away from the leg kicks. Then we get into the light heavyweight main fight of the pre-limb card. This was a great fight. This was pretty good. Uh, Jacoby was fast, snapping the jab, landing good punches. Alonzo Manfield, I felt like he was like in slow motion a lot of the fight. I was like, this guy must have like some kind of weird, crazy power or something because he was like... Ooh, ooh. And laboring through a lot of everything he was doing, I didn't expect him to have the energy levels that he did in the third round, and then um, being able to land big punches, big punches to give himself dominant positions in order to take rounds away. It was a good, uh, it was a good fight, but I think it was Jacoby's fight to lose. And he lost it. I think if he would have stayed on task behind that jab, stayed fast, stayed quick, used his speed, and kept his defense up and high, kept his head moving, he, he you know, he probably could have won that fight. He should have won that fight. But he didn't. He made mistakes, and the power of Alonzo was too much. He got him out of there. Fun fight. It was a pretty fun fight to watch, though. Main card. Main card. Josh Emmett. Josh Emmett. God bless you. He's built like a thumb. Thumb with a six-pack. Like that. But... Beast. Absolute monster. And, um... Mitchell. Mitchell's good grappler. He's got some funky grappling skills. Gets himself into good positions. Can't get you twisted up and everything. Um, he's got some... He's got some opinions about the shape of the earth. And he loves... He loves uh, talking about Jesus. But his stand-up, his stand-up is lacking a little bit. It's not as smooth, his defense isn't as good. And quite honestly, like they're talking about his body, like, oh yeah, he just fights at his own weight and he's natural. And I was like bro needs a lift. He needs, he needs to beef up. He needs to get some muscle. He needs some muscle. It's good as he is. He needs some muscle. He needs the he needs a fish smash, strength and uh, conditioning program. Guys, go to Gumroad. Right, you go to my um, go to my Gumroad page. Right, check out. The courses, right? I'll share it with you right now. All right, guys. You have the strength package, right? You got the 12-minute bike course. Those two things will massively help you with getting uh, a fighter body, getting strong, getting strong for This is what Bryce Mitchell needs. This one right here, the strength and fitness package, right? So you get the strength and the fitness stuff together, right? Including the strength resistance band program, 12-minute hit bike program, Fitch Smash strength, the meal plan, kettlebell program, Telegram accountability channel that I'm on posting my own accountability workouts on all the time. Uh, You'll get an hour consultation also telling you guys, Bryce Mitchell, if he would get on this, he would be jacked, and he'd be able to take those big punches from Josh Emmett. I think he's missing muscle mass. I think he is. I don't think he's tra- training his body in the right way. Not, not, not a technical attack, but I think physically. I think he'd be physically more dominating if he changed his workouts a little bit. That's what I'm saying. But um, he got knocked out bad. got knocked out bad. I really hope he's okay. I really do. All jokes and everything outside, I hope uh, he is all right. Because he was shaking. He was convulsing in the cage. And that's not something. They were like kind of zooming in on it. I was like, bro, get the camera off that stuff. Nobody wants to see it. That's not good for ratings. It's not good for the fighter himself. You you know you don't want to see highlights of yourself because you know all the pro wrestling fans out there. They're such despicable people. They're gonna sh- they're gonna use that every time he says something and make memes about him. Shaking. awful people. Awful. Um. All right, all right, all right, all right. Let's, uh, we're getting there. We're getting there, guys. Then we get to Tony Ferguson, Patty Pimlet. And dang it. Dang it. We were all rooting for Tony. I know we were. Patty looked good, though. Um, I mean, Tony's on a skid. Seven, seven fight losses, seven, seven losses. Yeah. Seven fights lost in a row not great not a great look but we all love tony we all want tony to be successful and work hard and and win especially against a company somebody who's looking like a company guy who the the company's trying to push down your throats. you know we might all love patty if things were a natural progression and things just happen rather than them forcing things on us he looked good he looked solid he looked big against tony he looked like maybe he's been doing some strength and conditioning. Maybe he, maybe he secretly bought my programs. You never know. Um, but he looked okay. There were some moments where I thought Tony was going to use those those elbows, those legal elbows, the pointed elbows from your back, the six to three elbows, and uh, make something happen. Cut him up. Get his head up. To start pushing away to come up, but he kind of he kind of gave up. He kind of gave up on him. He kept pushing that knee in the throat and pulling the head into it, making it uncomfortable. But he wasn't he wasn't applying the full Amos type system. If uh, he would know my, that system, if he would know Amos, the way that uh, Coach Chloe's learning it now, he would have been up. He would have been up. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. I guarantee that he would have been able to create the space, get the head up, knee shield in, create space to get back to his feet, or re-attack into the hips. He would have been able to do it. I know he would have. Um, Tony is active off of his back with attacks, but not necessarily escaping. And I think that's that's why he's lost. That's why he's lost a little bit. He lives. He He fights. Um, to beat you up from that position and not so much to escape. And I think if he had a better attack plan for escaping, creating space, and getting up, he would have been much more dangerous in that situation. But that said, Patty, it looked good, he did a good job. Okay, so next fight is the uh, the fight I was looking forward to the most on the night, the most important fight on the night, and I think uh, one of the best fighters that may be out there today right now, Shavkat Rachmanov. Rock me baby, Rachmanov, and I uh, fought Stephen Thomas. Thompson, somebody, Thompson, Stephen Thompson, Wonder Boy, Wonder Boy, and I'm super happy to see Jack Black. That's great. I love Jack Black. He's always fun and everything. Um, Tenacious D is marvelous. Uh, and St- Stephen Thompson, he fights hard. He comes, he comes in, fights hard. Yeah, his ground isn't is what it could be, and his, his wrestling is what it could be. He's in his 40s. He's still fighting killers. There's nothing bad to say about Stephen Thompson. Um, but Rachmaninoff, people were bitching and moaning about this because he came in and just took him down, wrestled, and beat him up on the ground. Word is uh, from Henry Hooft, I believe, was saying that he uh, injured his foot ankle in camp and they wanted him to pull out of the fight and have surgery on it. And he elected instead to not do that and fight with the injury and take this approach towards just taking them down and getting the win. Uh, Pro wrestling fans, big mad. (laughs) Pro wrestling fans, big mad. Uh, Suck it. He's that good. He did what he had to do. He had to get close. He had to control the distance. He had to take away uh, Stephen uh, Thompson's ability to use his space management to set up his fancy karate spinning shit and he did. He used the cage and takedowns, put him on the ground, wore him out. Shavkat is a real one. He may be one of the only real ones. I I I I will get to the main event and that whole thing. But I think from the fights I've seen of him, right? He's 18 and oh, 18 wins, 18 finishes. He's finished everyone he's fought from the fights I've seen from him he can stand he's got a good defense he's got a good wrestling he's long he's got submissions a lot of problems he creates for people i i don't see anybody beating him i really don't and i talk about jason jackson from beltor who won recently and i used to talk about um uh the guy that he bought he fought he fought and won the title from as as guys who i thought were very top of the of the of the of the line um amasov maybe amasov was off when he fought jason jackson maybe maybe we don't know he was laid off for a while he was killing fools in a war <laughs> right so like i get it yeah maybe he was off a little bit but i think those three guys there's something special about them. Compared to everybody else. Compared to everybody else. Especially uh guys like Colby and Leon and Usman. I'm sorry. I think Usman was a very protected fighter when there was no one else around for him to fight. It was any good. A bunch of old guys. A bunch of old guys and 55 pounders that moved up. Sorry. I'm saying it. You, you know you're all thinking it. But Chef of Kat is a monster he made easy work of the old man and now i think he needs to he needs to fight one of these big name guys but like is he going to get pushed will ufc push him i don't know if ufc will push him because he doesn't speak english he doesn't have a big boisterous pro wrestling style Right. What he needs, he needs like a he needs like a he needs like one of those megaphone guys. He needs like a hype man. That's what he needs to do. If he was smart, he would hire some hype man who causes all the drama. And he's just like the the cool guy sitting in his wolf chair with a with the eagle on his fucking shoulder. And the hype man does all that's what he needs to do. If he wants to get super rich and wants the UFC to push him, that's what he needs to do. He needs to get himself a hype man. He needs to give him a little megaphone dude who just talks shit like crazy. Do it. A little Kevin Hart-like guy. Ah. It's in everybody's shit all the time, talking shit. That's, that's what he needs. That's what's missing. Then the USC will, will push him because he can just be this guy in the wolf chair and everybody else, um, you know, talking. But, like, I don't know. That's what I'm afraid is, like, the UFC will not push him Because he's not a clown. He's not going to pull the Colby. He's not going to do it. He's not going to pull the street Jesus. He's not going to pull that stuff. Even Patty is got the puppet master pulling his strings. Talking nonsense. I don't know, man. And then what what is the market in Kazakhstan, right? He's from Kazakhstan. What's the market? Who they... Kazakhstan, ESPN. Like, what kind of, what kind of deal, what kind of television deal, what kind of money is in it? In having a champion from that place, that's why I worry. This guy is so good, but are they gonna, like, just put him on the back burner and be like, "Yeah, you're awesome. You're probably the greatest ever." But like, we can't sell you, so go over here. We can't make money on you and push you aside, because that's what they'll do. Doesn't matter how good you are. This guy is so savage. Finishes everybody. You got no, no smack to talk. You got no smack to talk at all about this guy. Finishes everybody. 18-0. and 0, But, oh, well, uh, he doesn't sell. Well, then you, you, you just don't have a sport. And you don't have intelligent people watching. You got pro wrestling dummies who want the fake. That's all they want. They want the fake stories. Just... Get a boyfriend. Just get a boyfriend. That's what you really want. When you when you love pro wrestling, that's secretly what that means. You really want. That's really what that means. You're not wrong. James says, after cat ch- Kamzat, Kazmat, I say Kazmat. Kamzat moved up. There's really no one in the division that can handle Shavgat. You're right. They both got the cats. The cats, the zat and the cat. Is that a television series? The zat and the cat. Um, Floodland is saying, is Shavkat better than Kamzat? Yeah, I think so. I think so too. He's got better stand up. He's got much better stand up. I bet he's got more off his back too. You're not wrong there either, Floodland. I was asked by somebody recently. Uh, then says, Savcat is the only 170-er that could hang with John's era of 70s. Yeah, that's what I was doing when I was watching that main event. We'll get to that. We'll get it when we watch the main event. We'll get to the main event. Let's, let's keep going now. So, let's keep going so we can fast. But yeah, Rachmanov, he's a stud. I can't, can't wait to see more from him. Um, the flyweight fight, Colmain Pandoja. I like Pandoja. Big power. Uh, big power. Can knock people out. Uh, Roy Val is a great striker. There's a great striker, and Pantoja said, Nope, <laughs> I'm not giving you the opportunity to do what he's striking. So, again, Roy Val would have seriously benefited from learning the Amos portion of my Fitchmas system achieve and maintain an operational standard. Get up, get off the ground. If he would have implied my tactics, he would have continually gotten back to his feet, and made Pendocha work in the standup, And he was landing. Royval was doing good work. He was landing good. Like, if he could have avoided the ground, he might have been able to pull off that win. I think that was very possible. So he's got to be kicking himself. I think that's what he does. When you go back, take a week off. When you go back to work, when you come back, Everything you do should be getting up from bottom, escaping from bottom. Everything you do should be escaping from bottom. Just do that three times a day, an hour and a half each session. Just get big guys, little guys, every guy's on top of you, and you got to get to your feet. That's it. Do that. If nobody can ever hold you down again, that guy doesn't lose. That guy doesn't lose. It's very hard for that guy to lose. You know I'm right? Let's go main event. Main event. Main event. A big, giant turd event. It was terrible. I did get uh, a, a text, a private text DM from someone who uh, said that there were rumors that Colby had injured himself, injured his ankle before the fight. I don't know if that's true, and I haven't heard any word from Colby or anybody else making the excuse that he was hurt before. So I, I don't know if that lines up in any way. I don't know. Other than that was really weird. It was a really weird fight. You're like ready to Colby, for Colby to pounce on Leon, and he doesn't. I made that call before, though. There are times when the UFC will incentivize guys to fight a certain way. We, re- we really don't know what kind of influence they're having on each individual fight. Colby did not press. Um, Leon actually pressed. Leon pressed while counter punching, which is which is great. You know the art of being first without being first. It's a it's a great strategy. And he did well with it. He was smooth on his feet. He landed a couple good kicks. He was he was landing good stuff on the feet. Um, he he screwed himself the times he, he tried to grapple. He tried to grapple with Colby. And it really comes to light how much the MMA fan base has been saturated with pro wrestling fans. They're just pro wrestling fans. They don't care about anything but the pro wrestling aspects of anything. Mm. Oh, excuse me. And they they have zero ability to talk about anything objectively. They, they cannot... Objectively, talk about a fight. They can't do it. It's impossible. Um, because it's all about persona and image and all this other crap that goes on on around it. And I said something like, ah, I have to have the fight. I was like, ah, I've got it 3 2, um, Edwards, I think. And then people were like, oh, what are you fighting? Are you watching? <laughs> and quite literally, like, fourth round, pretty obviously, Colby was on top. The majority of the round landed more strikes won the round. Nobody objected to him winning the fifth round. But the third round was also Colby having a minute or so of control time and landing more significant strikes. That's clearly a one round. He won the round. That That's how fights work. You score each round individually on a 10 must system, 10 point must system. It doesn't matter if you barely won the round or you dominated the round. If you dominated the round, then maybe you get a 10-8 or a 10-7 if it's like a crazy domination. But the fact that Colby controlled a minute, over a minute of the ground, a minute of the fight, and landed more significant strikes, yeah, he won that round. He won the fourth round. He won round four and five. It's not... It's, no, it's nothing to say whatever. People are like, oh, more like 50, 45. <laughs> you don't even understand the scoring criteria. I don't, I don't necessarily agree with the scoring type criteria, and I don't know if it's clear enough for a lot of people, but, like, shut up. These pro wrestling fans are just insufferable, and they ruin everything. They make it so terrible. Like, I want to watch the fight. I don't even care about the guy or his personality. I don't care about his home life. I don't care about the the pre fight antics. I don't care about what they said about whoever. Oh, he talked about his daddy. Ugh. I don't care. I don't care. Fight. Talk about the fight objectively. Otherwise, go watch pro wrestling. Stay out of here. Go to your go to your special clubs where you all congregate. That's for you guys. <sighs> um so yeah, that was that was I think three, yeah e- easily 3 3 rounds to do. Um I think Leon was much more dominant in the rounds he won. Yes, for sure, 100%. But that that's yeah, that's an objective observation. Okay? Um but yeah, the idea that Leon or Colby could have competed with Georges St. Pierre, could have competed with Carlos Condit in his prime could have competed with martin Kapman in his prime the idea that they could have competed with tiago alves in his prime is laughable laughable the idea that they could compete with josh koscheck in his prime laughable i'm sorry no <laughs> it's not is not even comparable. They don't have the explosive. They don't have the power. They don't have the skill set. It's so much about pro wrestling and just selling tickets. It has nothing to do with skill anymore. It's a different, completely different era. We live in the Instagram era of fighting. 100%. Even when we were fighting... There wasn't much money. <laughs> there wasn't that much money. There wasn't that much fame. It was still about tough guys who just wanted to fight. It's weird. of Vanguard said, I stopped watching pro wrestling when I was 12. I stopped in the fourth grade after my first wrestling practice. That's when I stopped. When I realized that they were lying to me, that it was all fake, phony, staged to hurt themselves to put on a show. How stupid. (laughs) Sorry if I'm hurting uh, your your feelings if you're a pro wrestling fan, but I'm not sorry. I don't care. I think pro wrestling is a, a state apparatus of pushing femininity on young men and boys, getting you into drama queen stuff and fake fighting. I'm sorry. It's a form of self-castration. <laughs> we have real wrestling. You can you can watch real wrestling. People like fighting. People like beating each other. You watch real submission wrestling. It It's there. It's real. It's actual people who do the work and win and lose. It's available. We have real fights. You don't need the fake Stuff anymore. It's unnecessary. It's unnecessary completely. Common Rider. I, I do too. People bring it up all the time. And I just. I can't even look at it. It's like. Oh it's a cute fun thing. Some people just like. I don't know. No I don't. I, I literally feel like it's a weapon of the state. To make more guys wanna sleep naked with guys, I swear that's what it is. It's a state-funded, uh, like an MK Ultra, something like that. It's an M Gay, M Gay Ultra. Yeah, let's trick them. Let's trick them into something that they they'll think is super masculine, but it's actually. <laughs> actually not <laughs> yep stop watching start doing stop watching start doing stop watching the pro wrestling go to a wrestling class Let's actually do some wrestling go do some jiu jitsu get out there All right, guys, that was a great show. That was fun. That was a lot of fun. I hope you guys had fun. I did. Uh, once again, I have programs up on Gum Road. All right, guys, I've got them. I have fitness, strength, self defense, practice self defense it's a free course. I got my resistance band course. I got seminars. Indian Land MMA—that's a gym I went to. Did a seminar at. I did a private and a public seminar with them. Uh, I have the Fit Your Neck guide. If your neck is bothering, if you're on the screens a lot doing this stuff, it helps. Supplements, exercises, a neck device for decompression—it's all good, man. It helps. Uh, abs are made in the kitchen. Fit Smash meal plan. I got a 12-minute bike. I went up to Portland and did a uh, a seminar, and we talked about smashing the turtle, smashing turtle guard, when guys ball up and try to protect themselves. We attack the hips. I got some wrestling for BJJ. All jujitsu matches start on the feet. Get after it. Kids are wrestling. Just an intro warm-up thing I came up with during the... Uh, the beginning of the COVID lockdown stuff, so people could get their kids working out because no gym class at home. Uh, hand fighting seminar that was a good one. I got other stuff in the pipe I am working on in order to uh, get it up and available to you, too. All right, guys. Oh, yeah, Sean Strickland and Dupleis. Uh, th- it's all the same, same thing with Colby Covington. Uh, talking about Edward's dead dad whatever. Everybody's like, oh, yeah, you don't talk about that. Oh, you don't do that. Oh, you shouldn't do that. But everybody's talking about it. Even now, I'm talking about it now. So, like, he did something terrible that everybody says is terrible. But how much press is he getting now? Everybody's talking about it. Everybody's talking about it. We're talking about it now, and I don't want to. Right? He wins. He won. He won that exchange. No matter how indignant and irritated and mad you are about it, you just let him win because you didn't just ignore it. If everybody just ignores it, nobody pushes it. No press asks about it. It dies right there, but it's not what happens. Even Dana White's talking about it days later. He's still talking about it. People talk about it a little bit longer. Next time he fights, people will bring it up again. It won't die because the other people keep talking about it. He wins. He played you. He played you. He's playing me right now because I'm talking about the damn thing. Same thing with Strickland and DeFleese. Dana White put them in the same section together. It's not an accident. They'll show this footage all the way up to the lead up of their next fight. It's marketing. They do this shit on purpose. It's KFAB. It's controlled KFAB. You don't like it? Stop watching and definitely don't talk about it. That's the answer. You see some stupid shit? Shake your head. Take your attention away from it. It's kind of like <sighs> when you're dating a girl and she's getting out of line, you remove your attention. You don't talk about it. You don't bitch about it. You don't beg her to make changes. You just remove your attention and put it somewhere else. That's what you got to do with this. Yep, that's it. You got. You said it, Floodland. He says, we got catfished. Yep, he's <laughs> getting catfished. That's it, man. Yeah, Vanguard, Dana White, planned it for the promo. Yep, and he went home and beat his wife because that's what he does. It's all pro wrestling. KFAB. KFAB. Look up KFAB if you don't know what KFAB is, guys. All right? (laughs) All right, man. I think we had a great show tonight. I got to go pee, though. So I think it's time to go. Thanks for watching. And uh, make sure you guys are going to my Instagram channel, John Smash. They're, they're, they're completely attacking me, all right? They're shutting me down. I got no growth right now because I posted a Greta Thornburg meme that said, the only way to stop global warming is more communism. And I got a, a strike for that for whatever, fact check, bull crap, right? But then I posted another one of uh, Thornburg Holding a sign that said Michelle Obama has a wiener, and they didn't fact check that. They didn't fact check it. They didn't fact check it. Ooh, <laughs> make of that what you will. Boom, floodland. Thank you very much. I appreciate you. You're a scholar and a gentleman. Thanks for watching, guys.